Welcome back to another episode of Mountaintop Mindset, elevating you from your deepest, darkest valleys to the peak of your life. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this conversation today. It is so early in the morning here, and it is so late in the afternoon where you are. My friend Sam is an intuitive business coach from London. Oh my gosh, like the, I feel like the universe has totally brought us together. And <laughs> so for all of our listeners out there today, I'm so excited to talk about the social expectation. That's the series that we've been working through on Mountaintop Mindset. But more specifically today, we're going to narrow our focus down to the expectations that we put on ourself. And Sam and I, oh my gosh, first of all, I love this woman. She's so inspiring. She's got so much energy. She's so authentic and she lives by a very high standard. I know this because I would not have met her if it wasn't for our coach, Miss Cassie Howard, her and I, uh, Sam and I are doing uh, classes together to continue to grow and elevate ourselves. And it was through our coach that we met each other. And I was just fascinated by Sam. Like she's just so mysterious to me. Maybe it's because you're from London. Maybe it's because you have the most gorgeous accent on the planet. I don't know what it is, but I'm so excited to have this conversation. So how are you today? I'm really well. Thank you, Jess, for that lovely intro. Yeah, I'm very excited for this. So, and I love your accent actually more than I love my own. So, <laughs> well, I am an interesting combination of Montana meets Canada meets sometimes Midwestern. I don't know what my accent really is, but I am so excited to talk about how we can encourage our listeners to let go of the pressures that they put on themselves, thinking that maybe there's additional social pressure. So Sam, you're an intuitive business coach. Tell us more about what does that mean? What do you do? Okay, so hello everyone listening. So yeah, that is my title. Um, I actually didn't want to give myself a title, but everyone needs to have some sort of job description, but it's not just a job, it's it's a way of living for me and how I work with women as well. So the women that I work with are mainly women in business and I literally help them eliminate self-sabotage and turn on self-confidence so they can build the business that they want, have the life that they want. And I try to hone in on the message. However, it's not just one area of their life that they need help in because my favorite analogy and it's like when you're driving in a vehicle and you have one flat tire the others may be fine but there's always going to be a dip in your life that could be affecting another part of your life and I'm a master coach in NLP timeline therapy and hypnotherapy and specialize in emotional intelligence human design and inner child healing and that's what I basically do that's a lot. And that's so exciting. Like, oh my gosh, I've got so many questions on all of those. So um, <laughs> I, I love the fact that you had mentioned that you didn't necessarily want to give yourself a title, but everyone needs to be guided by something. Mm -hmm. What led you to this place? How did you find out that this was your calling for your life? Well, I've based on my human design so I'm a manifester so I have 
predominantly a lot of my motors inside have been defined so I was very stuck and set in my ways and I've always been the type of person growing up that someone will always say something and then I'll go okay then I'll do it okay then I'll do it and someone said to me a few people said to me Sam you should really get into coaching and I was like no not doing it I've got too many problems I need help myself then someone actually did say, and as soon as they said, you can make a lot of money from this, I went, oh, do you know what? Actually, yeah, I will. At that exact same time, back in 2017, everyone was coming to me for mindset issues. And I was coaching them for free, giving them all the time in the world and I have these incredible breakthroughs. But something in me was telling me there's got to be more than affirmations and being positive because I was doing all of that. I'd already gained Reiki level two. However, it didn't help me because there was more stuff that need to be worked on. And that's when NLP and timeline therapy came into my life. As I began my coaching career, I realized that I had a lot of stuff that I needed to work on. And I'm gonna be obviously honest as I always am. I was very obsessed with money. I just wanna do this to make a lot of money so I can be rich and I can have this and I can have that. And lo and behold, that was not the right calling for me. What I had to do is I had to become the person to help the people get to where they need to be. And I established that my purpose is actually bigger than me. And then, as you know, we always get little memories and downloads, et cetera. And I realized in fact, this was the message I got when I was seven years old. Because for seven days, funnily enough, I was praying for God to take me back. I said, God, please take me back. I don't want to be here no more. I prayed for seven days hard on my knees, take me back. And I got a message saying, no, your purpose is bigger than you. Your life is how you make it. I've given it to you. Go and find your journey. And I remember thinking, this is why I've got to do this. And just because that happened, it doesn't mean it has to control me. So in the first few 10 years of my life, I had all the abuse you can possibly imagine. But it obviously began to create certain pathway in my mind, which created habits in my lifetime. So I had self-harm, I had, uh, had abuse, I had a toxic lifestyle, a narcissistic relationship. That was within the first 30 years of my life. And then when I became 30, I met my husband, had my children, got married, and it just was a whirlwind. And my brain was like... <clears throat> I cannot deal with this right now. This is too much for me. So I began my own journey of self-discovery, of my own healing. And as I was healing and working on myself, every, every time I reached a level, someone calibrated towards me who needed what I've already been through. And it's like every time I up-level, the next type of person comes in. It's like you're going through different shopping aisles. Okay, so I've got all my vegetables now. Okay, what do I need next? Oh, I need to check my meat out. Oh, I need some meat too. Oh, that's all right. I can help you because I know where everything is. And that's exactly what my life is at the moment. I'm constantly going through different aisles and learning and buying new things. And people are going, oh, I want some of that. That's okay. I can help you too. Come and join, my, come and join me. Because I'm a big believer that no one is ever below us or, 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 or above us. And obviously that leads very much to what, you know, society is kind of like at the moment. It's like putting people up on a pedestal, you know, they're better than me, you know, oh, I can never be like them and fix me, fix me. I want to be exactly like you. And those are alarm bells. Those are major alarm bells. And I've had three women say that to me and those three women I no longer work with because I didn't lead up to their expectations. Therefore, they decided to be quiet 
offensive towards me, but that's okay because people are not their behaviors. They are just experiencing the world based on what they've been through. So that's what I do is I help people shift everything from inside. And that's where I realize my purpose is so much bigger than me. And that's what my mission is. I've set myself a mission that within the next, in this decade, because I'm in my forties, to help at least 1 million people understand that they have got this infinite power within them and they have the power to tap into it. And that's my, that's my message, my mission for this decade. Oh my gosh, Sam, that, that is just so amazing. And by the way, everybody, if I walk away from this conversation saying brilliant, it's probably because Sam has said it and she just is so influential and I absolutely love it. So Sam, I want to go back to something really quick. What, what aisle of the grocery store did you find me? This crazy, loud, fun ginger from the, from the States. Like, I'm really curious on what aisle of the grocery store you'd find me. You're most probably in the same aisle walking beside me because we're both on the same sort of journey. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. So that is probably the biggest, um, lesson that I'd love for our audience to really understand, because when we think about the pressures that oftentimes people put on themselves in combination with their perception of society's expectations or what they view as society's expectations, um, it is very common or human nature for us to put either certain people on pedestals as better than us or greater than us, or people on, oh, they're on the same playing field, like we're good, we can be friends. Or unfortunately, there will be times when people say well, they're, they're not good enough or they're below me or they're beneath me. And that is such a toxic way of thinking. And I know that when I became a coach, now I've been coaching for over 15 years and I just recently went independent. I even had some of that imposter syndrome of my own because here I was leaving the corporate world and now I'm going independent. And I had these thoughts start to flood in like, oh my gosh, this person's been doing it longer than me. They know more than me. They make more money than me. She has a bigger social media following than me. Who am I? Who am I to go make a difference? And the interesting thing that I learned in just a very short amount of time is number one, everybody is still on their journey. Maybe someone is just a few steps ahead of you, but that doesn't mean they're better. It just means they're one or two steps ahead. So what? We're all on this life journey. You cannot compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 26 or your 26 to, some, 26 to somebody else's chapter one. So we have to be very humble in that regard. But also it's, it's so important to just remember too that we get to change. We get to evolve. We get to uh, learn and grow and we get to invite people into our life and into our circle so that we can experience life together. And it's so interesting that you say that um, you had some women who aspired to be exactly like you when they felt, hey, maybe you're not the right person for them. I actually just made a post about this the other day because <laughs> I said basically exactly that. You can aspire to be like somebody, but you're never going to be that person. 
So what are some of your thoughts around how you have grown and evolved and how comfortable you are with who you are right now? How did you come to that place? Let's have a thing, because you, you touched on a lot of things and I made notes and I'm like, right, I want to touch base on that. So how did I come to this place? Through having batshit crazy faith. Oh, That's yeah. the only thing. I'm going to say that has ever helped me. I've got goosebumps going through my body right now. So that's a confirmation. I say uh, that every time. When I get goosebumps, I always have these conversations and I get them all the time. It is my spirit telling me I'm on the right path. So that's a good, that's a good thing. Um, But when I go like, oh, that means no, that my spirit is not happy right now. So I've always been someone, yeah, imposter syndrome was major for me. It's a a major sign of self-sabotage. And I, I suffered with it a hell of a lot. I did. Like when I first became a coach, my, my very first business coach said to me, yes, yeah, Sam, don't worry. I'll help you make 10K in three months. And I was like, are you really sure? Like I've never done it before. I don't want to lie. And I did not make it within the first three months. I made it within my first year. And so I put a lot of pressure on myself that I didn't reach it very quickly. If everyone else can do it, why can't I do it? Because I've always been that if you can do it, I can do it too. But what happens is, is that when you are working for somebody else, that's a whole different ball game compared to working for yourself because you need to cut your Peter Pan tights. You've got to be a grown up. You've got to be responsible. You've got to raise your awareness and become Uh, responsible for your behaviors your actions and your decisions whether they're good for you or not good for you it doesn't matter you still got to own your shizzle as they say so I wasn't owning my shizzle I was blaming constantly on the victim mentality so obviously you know cause and effect oh it's his fault and it's their fault and nothing's going right for me my past is controlling me boo-hoo-hoo and that's how most of the world live They are always on the victim mentality. Now, I'm not saying that they chose to be on the victim mentality. They didn't choose it. I didn't certainly choose it. I did not choose to have an abusive 10 years of my life. I did not choose to hang around with the people that I did. However, the decisions are based on what you believe to be true. And your beliefs are created within the first seven years of your life. So you experience things. And then, however, you will then begin to create your perception of your world. It's it's how we learn. It's how we grow so you know as time goes on there are three types of people there are people that just don't see no hope whatsoever and there are people that say they're going to change and do things but then they don't they are dormant and they feel stuck and then there are the people that really desire to change but they don't know how to move forward and so I've always been someone I just go with it I just go with it I I, I just got to do it so this caused a lot of um a lot of chaos between me and my husband because he kept saying to me Sam I wish you would just stick to something and just follow it through now I'm going to say that's partly true partly not true I believe that everything that I've been through was my journey but I also realized that a part of it he was true because I was a procrastinator I always oh this is not working for me I want to go find something else oh this is not working for me so it's making excuses I even decided to Um, a week before I began my practitioner in 2018, I messaged him. I said, look, I'm not doing this right now. I'll move it later. He went, Sam, no chance. Get your ass to that training, show up. And I went, 
oh my god he's seen right through me I can't give up now oh my god how's it going to be da, da, da. so I went into this training all high and mighty thinking I know everything I know law of attraction I know mindset and I didn't have a clue I did not know the journey that I was going to go on I was laughing 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 crying angry resentful and then I found my balance so it was at that point my tonality changed because I didn't speak like this Back in 2017, I had a very high-pitched voice. Hi, everyone. How's everyone going? And that was the Essex in me. But then that shifted. And I forgot what I was talking about. Now I've just kind of gone off on a tangent there. See, like you just got full into (laughs) who you are and your truth, which is exactly the point. So I love all of that. I love it. One thing that you said, which is now going to become the title of this conversation is own your shizzle. Yeah, you have to. Gosh, that's amazing. Own your shizzle and own where you're at. Now, it's that emotional roller coaster that you were talking about with, um, oh my gosh, like everything is great and everything is sunshine and roses and blah, 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 blah. That is not true. Mm. And that's a lot of people's perception of how they believe that they should act when other people are around. I did. Yeah, for one thing, I, I acted like everything was happy and sunshine and roses and I never had feelings or emotions. And I was just miss positivity all the time when really I was dying inside. And I had to, oh, I just got goosebumps again. Must be another sign. And I got to this point where I thought, you know what? I'm so fake. I am so fake. I, I actually want my smile to be real. I want my joy to be real. And I want my love for myself to be real, not just be like, oh, I love myself. Because mm-hmm. I could see the energy that I was putting off. And when I go back and I look at my social media from a year ago or two years ago, or, oh my gosh, three years ago, I look and I was like, oh girl, oh honey child, you are in pain. And Mm. you, you could see it in my eyes. You could see it in my body language. And it's so fascinating to me that the energy that was coming through Mm. in what I was portraying was somebody who was joyful quote unquote joyful but I was not Mm. and I I hope and I pray because I do feel totally electrified in my life now that a year from now I can go back and look at my posts and be like yes yes like look at how excited I was and I still am because it was real and it's that emotional journey that a lot of people are afraid to journey on because they want to have this fake perception, this fake reality, because they don't want to deal with the emotions. They don't want to admit that they're truly unhappy, that they do self-sabotage, that they are not perfect. Y'all, we are not perfect. I'm not perfect. Sam's not perfect. Our process is not perfect. And actually our coach said this to us yesterday. Perfection is, does not exist. There's no perfect client, no perfect system, no perfect money. There's no perfect world. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Nothing is perfect. Perfect doesn't exist. So stop chasing nothing. Mm. And when she said that, I was like, yes. And I feel in my soul that all of this pressure that we put on ourselves, and all of this pressure 
or the expectation that we feel from society or from the world or from social media or from our family or from our friends is because there is this false idea of perfection. What are some of the things resonating with you? Well, it's really funny because my entire life, I always said there is no such thing as perfectionism, but I try to be perfect. So obviously when people have perfectionism, they stop themselves from moving forward. They, they live in fear. Like I remember I had a course I made in 2018 and it took me two years to launch it. And I, I couldn't do it. Like I, I just felt nervous. What if people judge me? What if people do this? And the thing is, is that the reason why people put that pressure on themselves is because that's how they've been conditioned and they don't know how to overcome it. And they say that everything is fine. Fine, 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 fine. No, nothing is not fine. When clients, I ask them, how are you feeling? I feel good. I'm fine. I'm okay. I said, well, they're not feelings. I'm asking you, how are you feeling? Talk to me. Because feelings are emotions. And if we're not true to ourselves, then we're going to be constantly living a lie. And I was living a lie. And I had no idea that I was. My husband used to say to me, Sam, you're acting like everybody else. Why did you do that? Oh, I was always just me. He's like, no, nah, stop that. Get rid of it. Just be yourself. Just be you. And that's where just be you came from. And he told me this within the first few years of our life. And I was like, whoa, I, I, I didn't actually realize that. I'm not being my authentic self. Now, this was before I became a coach. And he would tell me all these different things about sorting myself out. And, you know, he, he's a big believer that as a partnership, we grow together. We nurture each other, whether we like what other person is saying. I don't really care because I'd rather you speak your truth. And he said, that's what he loved about me. I spoke my truth. And then eventually, as I began growing my business, I stopped speaking my truth because I was so worried what other people would think of me. And looking back at my lives, from a few years ago oh my god I was so high energy I was so much and as and people say oh Sam but I love that and it's great that they loved it but when I look at it it doesn't seem like it's really me because I was putting on a front to get attention I was seeking approval I was seeking to fit in and now when I do lives I say how it is and the funny thing is is back then I had a, a huge following and most of those people they don't follow me no more because I trigger them I trigger them and that's not their fault and it's not my fault either. I just found my power and I will stay in that power. And if I can help you tap into your power, then so be it. But if I trigger you, then you need to ask yourself, what's really bothering you? And 95% of the world are still suffering in silence with fear of failure, fear of not good enough, fear of other people's opinions, trying to fit in. I need fixing, I'm broken. And you know, especially about putting pressure on ourselves, so I've always been someone who's been very hard on myself, always. I've got to get this done the right way. And it's only been this year I've taken that pressure off. I no longer need to do what everyone expects me to do. I'm not broken. I'm not fixed. I spent, I invested in 21 programs in six months with 16 different coaches from last November. Why did I do that? I signed up to a program in November. And the last thing that was told to me was, Sam, you're not broken you're, or need fixing. You just need to embody what you do. Love the embodiment bit. But my brain went, oh, my God, Sam, you're broken. You need fixing. Right. You need this. You need this. You need this. You need this. And it went into overdrive. Now, my head's defined. So I was like, oh, my God, I know, I, I've got to be fixed. Oh, I need help. And I started listening to everyone. And then later on this year, I was like, this was not me last summer. 
I was on a roll last summer. What's happened? Because more deep-rooted stuff came up. So in March, I burnt out. I burnt the F out. That's when we met. So thank God to Cassie. Her, she was a light. She saved me. She was just, this is just me, man. This is just me. I'm cool. No pressure. No trying to be like me. She speaks to my heart because that's who I really am too. And I, she's on a level. Like I don't hold her above me. She's, she's beside me. She's, teach, she's taken me along on her journey. And this is how I've always been. But I lost myself in translation because deep down, I needed to be fixed and broken. Where did that come from? And that's all that trying to fit in and trying to be like everybody else. I, I don't care anymore. I, I really don't care. I, I just want to be me and I just want to have fun. And since then, I've realized that it's not so much about the mind work as much as everyone says anymore. Because the one thing that sticks to me is 95% of your subconscious, your beliefs is in your behavior. So if you imagine that your body is based on your mind, you can rewire the mind. I'm an expert. I can release that self-sabotage within eight to 10 minutes. Boom. You tell me what it is and I'll get rid of it. But your body needs to catch up. Now, I hadn't realized that I needed to go through this journey. So my brain was on point. My brain's going, yeah, I could do this and I could do that. My body's going, <sighs> Oh my God, I'm exhausted. So my diaphragm would get congested and then I would be so tired and, oh my God, babe, I'm just tired. I'm just lethargic. Sam, you've been a lazy fucker. Get off your ass and go do something. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just so emotional. And I didn't realize I was carrying the self-sabotage in my physical body. That's when I created my inner child healing method. That's when I became a silent counseling practitioner. So now it's, it's so much more deeper than that. And since I've discovered that, I can get into flow every day. Imposter syndrome, nah, doesn't bother me. Self-sabotage, yeah, I just released today. I had timeline therapy, I gave myself timeline therapy, then had a nap for 40 minutes because my brain was exhausted. But that's the beauty of it. The inner work, it never stops, but you need to decide, do you want to stay where you are or don't you? And it's about being aware before you have your crash, because I had my crash. I, was yeah. I had a major crash literally I hit my biggest fear of my life with two kids under the age of two and I hit a cyclist and it scared the living life out of me I freaked out four days later he was fine thank god I was like I'm fine I'm fine everything's fine fine fine, fine. I went no I am not fine put my foot on the gas literally I'm for thank god there's no one behind me and that's when everything began to unfold but some people's journeys are faster because they are more open to it whereas me I was very set in my ways and I had a lot of things a lot of layers to peel before I came to where I am today and that's why we need to be aware and realize say this is it I need to change what next and just be open to it accepting yourself warts and all because you ain't perfect oh I love that accept yourself warts and all because yeah. you ain't perfect oh I love it I love it there's something else that you had said that is I believe a very pivotal point in our conversation too and gosh everything that you say is just magnificent and hopefully I recall this the way that you said it but it, it, it's essentially that you know you you really do need to do you you do you boo yeah. in fact love I'm that. going I'm going to have a course coming down the pipeline. It's called You Do You Boot Camp. It's like, nice. Boot I love that. 
maybe we can partner together on that. That would be oh so my god, that would be amazing. Yes, you do food <laughs> camp. <laughs> but here's the thing: is what you're saying is resonating so deep within me too, because we can say to ourselves, "Oh, I am me. I'm gonna do me. Like this is me." But your body having to catch up. Mm. Yes. Yes. I remember one time and this is how fast this transition happened. I went to the refrigerator and I was feeling great and everything was sunshine and roses and it was on cloud nine. It was all great. And I opened the refrigerator and within two seconds, I shut the refrigerator and I was pissed off and my mood had like, whoa, done a 180. It was just, I, and I, then I didn't know what to do. I was like, why am I so mad? Why, what is happening to me? And then I was angry that I was angry. And there was all these emotions that I could not sort out. And it's because I was not living my truth that all of a sudden my body was like, mm, no, no home girl. That's not how we feel right now. I really don't want that diet soda. You're mad. You need to go take a nap. Like let's just pout for a while. And it was torturous because I wanted to be this person that was just happy and positive and sunshine and everything is great. But I really truly was not there. And when you start to learn to say, Hey, I need a minute. I'm really not okay. I'm not in the energy right now. I want to be, but I'm not. And when you start to give yourself some forgiveness and some grace and let go of your own expectation and your own timeline, which was huge for me, then you will start to accept what God and the universe is trying to tell you mm. and you start to ebb and flow with where you're supposed to go. That's one of the phrases I like to say. Nice. And so that, that was just everything you said is just spot on. And I'm now I'm, now I'm just thinking about this. You do you boot camp. Like that's going to be phenomenal. I, I'm so excited. If we'd end up partnering together, that's going to be great. Let's do it. No, seriously. Yeah. Let's do it. So we've had so many golden nuggets in this conversation. What would you say is one thing that our listeners can do or take away today that's, that their tomorrow self is going to thank them for? What's that one thing? Do you know, it's really funny. I think it's words of wisdom that my nan and my granddad told me recently because I was really at a low point. And I couldn't understand why. And when I had the shift, the energetic shift from my physical body, from my heart, from my soul, my energy began to flow. And especially women, women have got this tendency to not speak up. They are afraid of asking for help. They are fearful of being judged. But this is a such a a bad thing for women I can't think of another word it's just like don't put yourself down the more harder you are on yourself the more you're going to feel disconnected and you're not going to achieve what you want unless you start owning your shizzle so my my I remember I was feeling quite low and then my, my nan and granddad are, are 90 years old and they're they're Punjabi so in Indian they're in Punjabi that was my nan went 
when you when you're going on your journey, she said, there is so many steps. And we know this, we know this, we know it all the time. But my 90-year-old nan said to me, there's so many steps. Just wake up one day and just do the first step. Just take that first step. Focus on that. And, and lately, a lot of people, it's about being consciousness aware of where you are right now. So well, the first thing I'm going to say is to everyone is, number one, be aware of where you are right now. That if the, you are feeling anxious and nervous, know that that's your body telling you, pay attention. Something is not right. But what most people want to do, they want to brush it away and feel and just label themselves. I've got anxiety and I suffer with it. Now, I'm not saying this with any disrespect because I don't understand why people don't want to know why they're feeling it. And anxiety is a warning sign from your body because anxiety, if you Google it, is fear of the unknown. It's fear of a future that hasn't even happened. That fear of the future is happening because you've got something in the past that's pulling you back. So first and foremost, ask yourself, how are you feeling today? And what is it that you can do to get you one step closer towards your dreams? And from the Bible, it says, take care, no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. So don't worry about the future. Don't worry about the future. It hasn't even happened yet. But if you are feeling fearful and you are worrying about everyone else, just always remember, it doesn't matter how rich you are or how broke you are, we came the same, we're going to go the same. We go to the toilet the same, we poop the same. Same shit come, goes in, same shit comes out. Doesn't matter if one uses a $1,000 bog roll or one cent bog roll, whatever you call it, you're still the same human being. You gotta take that off them off their pedestal, but most importantly, take yourself off the pedestal because oh, you're a human being. You're a gift. You're you're here for a reason. Tap into your spirit and just trust that you will get to where you need to be when you just focus on the moment. Yes, and I don't know if y'all went through this in the pandemic, but it was very hard to get toilet paper. And not <laughs> all kinds of people hoarding their toilet paper because they thought they were better and they should have more toilet paper oh than goodness. all the other people. And it's just, anyways. Um, and the funny I thing resonate is, totally. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, because I'm Indian, so if any Indian listeners out there, you, you may know that our generation they they bulk buy, and I got told off for not bulk buying. <laughs> You should have bought by, you should have kept the stock up. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh right. my gosh. It's interesting you say that because even here in America, people bulk buy all the time. And my well, parents. I'm over there. You, you've got that, the, you've got the space to be fair. You've got the shopping centers. Our yes. shopping centers are tiny compared to what you've got over there. Yes. And in the UK, you have small cars and yeah, we have got large cars and large houses. Yeah, completely and different. Large toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just so it funny. The way you are, you still wipe your ass the same. That's right. You still wipe your ass the same as everybody else. Yes. Oh my gracious! Listen, you said something too, and I had to show you my coffee cup because it says "Enjoy the journey." Enjoy the journey. Enjoy yeah. the journey. And you're right. We know this. We know left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. But for some reason, we want to hurry along the process. You mm. don't need to hurry along the process. You literally just get to exist and to be. And I, I love Tuesdays. I have to tell you this, Sam, because I really am very aware of this future generation. I know you have children and I have children. Mm. And you said something in our conversation that your behaviors are shaped before age seven. And 
That is so true because now my son is going to be 11 and my daughter is about to turn eight and I'm, I'm still working on them, but there are certain behaviors and patterns that I'm already identifying. And on Tuesdays, I, now that we're on summer vacation from school, we're going to start doing yoga and breath work every day, because now at a young age, I want to teach them to stop and slow down and just be present in the moment. We don't always have to have plans. We don't always have to be doing something or going somewhere or, or asking what's for dinner or just being so caught up in the next thing that we get to stop. <laughs> say, hey, how are we feeling right now? And I want to instill in the future generation these things that I didn't learn when mm -hmm. I was young and learn to address some of these emotions and be aware as you're mentioning so that they so that they are prepared for adulthood because that's something I was not prepared for that. Not you know, our schools do not prepare the younger generation to deal with emotions very well, mm -hmm. in my opinion. So as parents, and, and if anybody out there is a mom or a dad or a grandma or an aunt or, or Ajima or whatever, if you have influence on the younger generation, yes, take care of yourself, but also think about how are we setting this next generation up for success and not sabotage? Mm. So. Oh, I haven't told my children that they're going to get timeline therapy when they hit 18. They went, mommy, do you want me to pay you? I went, no, don't worry about it. That you're going to need it. Trust me. So hugs and kisses for sure. I give them hugs and kisses, but then sometimes when they come in for that hug, when they done wrong, I don't, I don't encourage it. I go, no, you're anchoring yourself in. I don't, I don't agree with this. You've got to manage yourself. I'm helping you so you can be better in yourself. And you know, my, my, my oldest said to me yesterday, woke up in the morning, mommy, what time are you going to bed? I said, Joshua, you've just woken up. I said, don't worry about that. That's later on. Focus on the now, focus yeah. on the present, be present now. You know, and then it was really funny because the last thing I want to say is, is that on the radio, um, it's like, yeah, you know, it was like they have kids coming on and it's really cute and funny. And the DJ always says to him, you know, you got to make sure you work hard. And he kept saying it every day. And I went, do you know what, kids? No, you do not need to work hard. They're seven and they're nine. Well, mommy, I don't understand. You work hard. I said, ah, no, I don't work hard. I work a lot. There's a difference. Working hard means that everything is going to be hard in what you do. Just apply yourself the best way possible because at the end of the day, you're not going to be an employee. You're going to have your own business. That's, that's right. That's non-negotiable. And I'm going to help you do it. Right? right. I'm going to help you with your emotional intelligence because your brain will be the same. You can absorb loads of stuff, but unless you learn how to manage yourself, then you can be much more effective. He has been getting in a week. He skyrocketed in his learning. Another one got started a week. He's off sick today. Oh my gosh. And that is the power right there of how you can even manifest in, in the younger generation. Exactly. Those techniques. Yes, 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 yes. And I so agree. You know, um, we could have conversation for days, but yeah, I, mean, I think we could. <laughs> uh, so the last the last thing I'll say is um, and you know this because you, you know, we've we've known each other for a few uh, months now and you met me when I was still working my corporate job and I talked about how I was getting ready to leave my corporate job and then I left my corporate job and now we're two months since well I have done. Oh, oh. And I was so excited. It 
time is going to go by regardless, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you might as well do what you want to do. You might as well um, live the way that you want to live. But here, here's the thing. Even now, it's taking some time to transition out of this corporate go, 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 work, 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 work. And I tell my kids, I said, I still work, but it doesn't feel like work because it gets to be easy. Mm. I get to do what I want to do. And I get to have a lot of impact in a short amount of time. And I'm not a slave to somebody else's schedule. And those are all the things that I can see in my children's head is they're starting to connect those dots. Like, we don't have to work for somebody else. Oh, I get to do what I want to do. Oh, it gets to be really easy. And so I'm starting to get these little. And they listen, they absorb everything. Yes, yes, they do. And so you don't have to work really hard. You have to work intentional yeah. and be you, right? I mean, why does it have to be work? Why can't it just be called, yeah, I, I, I just play every day. I just have fun. That's work. right. You know, because there's such a great big stigma on work. Oh, I've got to go to work. Oh, I've got to wake up. I've got to go do the work. Hard work, hard work. Well, well no, I don't, I don't work. I actually just have fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I get to influence a lot of people doing it. Yay. And I get to make a lot of money doing it. How cool is that? I think that's where everybody wants to be, right? And that's, that's everyone wants to be, but yeah. it, are they big and brave enough to do it? And that's the thing. That's why there's only 1% of people that are highly successful in the other Mm -hmm. uh, down here that's and you right. don't have to be down here you can go up there it just all starts with you that's right so thank you for this You're conversation welcome. if any of our listeners want to have another conversation with you personally how can mm -hmm. they reach you how can they get into your inbox so you can go to my website it's active is www.samevansglobal.com and all my details are on there and you even get to see some live trainings on there as well. Awesome. So that's samevansglobal.com. Fantastic. I will make sure I put that. Oh my gosh, this is just amazing today. I've had so many goosebumps, so many aha moments. I took a full page of notes myself. So thank you for your energy and your wisdom and just all of the amazing magical things that you bring um, to the world. I hope you know just how truly special you really are. And I'm so thankful that we met each other and that we get to be um, friends and we get to go through the grocery store of life together. <laughs> That's the I'm, first time I've ever used that analogy. I don't know where that came from. using it all the time. I love it. I love it. So thank you again. And we will be chatting soon. Definitely. Thank you so much, my lovely.